0: What's up my podcast listeners and all my viewers on YouTube? This is your host, Rafal Matuszewski, and I'm bringing back another amazing episode where I film it and put it on my YouTube page as well as strip the audio, put it on my podcast. So for all those people listening, for this one, you don't really need to watch it, but if you wanna see this beautiful mug, I highly recommend you hit the show notes and watch it. Um, before we get into the topic, because I always freaking forget, I'm gonna do some shout outs for my top three most listened cities. So number one, all the way in Texas, a city named Maypearl. So wanted to bring this up because in within the last 24 hours, I've had over 900 people listen from the city of Maypearl. May Pearl, sorry, Um, so shout out to everyone in Texas listening to my show, that's super cool. Um, And then number two, all the way in Australia, a city named Boral, Boral, hopefully I said that right, probably butchering it, I'm terrible, I'm sorry. And then number three out in Ohio, the city of Columbus, shout out to everyone in Ohio listening to my show, super awesome, and the topic that we're gonna get in today, kind of timely because I recently got injured I know I know and it's never anything cool like I think everyone who is listening to this or watching this they understand that anytime they get injured and because most of us don't play any kind of professional sport or even an amateur sport um, it's never anything cool Um, so this is going to sound stupid but essentially I was carrying my bag for work along with my lunch, and my big-ass water bottle, and another giant bag in my other arm, and trying to maneuver down on the garage, and I rotated pretty quickly, and my whole back on the right side seized up, and I basically fell to the ground and looked like a fool, and uh, that was Friday morning, and today is Sunday afternoon, and I'm still pretty fucked up, but um what we're going to talk about in this episode is what you should do in these situations and what options you have since i have quite the extensive background in rehab so maybe what i'll do in this episode is um kind of showcase what i did um personally and what things you guys should do if you ever find yourself in a situation where you go to pick up, you know, laundry off the floor and your whole fucking back gives out. Or, again, you roll your ankle hiking or walking on the sidewalk or you pull your groin because you slipped on I don't know, wet grass or, I don't know. But something. Um... So to kind of begin what we need to understand first is some like terminology and the biggest thing that we need to understand with something like an injury is what the hell is an injury, right? So in the realm of um, the rehab world, people will um, kind of argue or challenge each other on what the main definition of an injury is and honestly, I think all and everyone would pretty much agree that an injury is when an external force goes into your tissue and it's more than what the tissue can withstand and it exceeds the threshold and then your body tells you to fuck right off and now you either have a tear, you have a spasm, a pull, whatever it could be, right? So I think that is kind of the foundation groundwork we need to start off with before we kind of get into the nitty-gritty. So really simply, injury is external load going into the tissue, tissue can't withstand it, and now it has a tear, it has a pull, a strain, inflammation, and all that jazz. So to kind of start this off, um, I'll kind of go through my story of what happened and what I needed to do. So I've had this happen a similar feeling um, where one section, like if if I had to be really specific, it's like right side kind of where the rib cage starts. And it's one of those things like if you like poke it, it's not that sore unless you like really dig in there, that's where it is sore. But you know, like I can flex my entire spine, no problem, no pain um rotation left to right sucks terribly i can't really extend um you know like when i got into work thank god that i work with chiropractors so i got treatment right off the bat um but it wasn't anything ribby it's more so musculoskeletal like muscle spasm and like literally i can like feel that whole cross section of um Muscle tissue just kind of like grabbing and just won't fucking let go and any kind of like Sudden movements, and I think it's pretty deep because sometimes when I breathe or I Rotate a little bit like it'll catch and it'll take my breath away like it's super annoying Um, like I can't even Shoulder check in my car just I don't have the rotation and when I get there just game over um So I had some treatment from a chiropractor and usually this is like the biggest mistake I see a lot of people do is they injure themselves like a joint, a muscle, tendon, ligament, whatever it is. And they decide to go down the route of I'm going to go to a medical doctor and get checked out. And usually um, what a medical doctor will do is just refer out to a physio or whatever or just tell you to not use the thing that you injured and... Take painkillers or Advil every three hours for the next 48 hours and it should go away. And there's a lot of wrong in that, right? And I think a lot of people, they don't understand, is like, you know, they'll say roll their ankle and they're like, oh, you know, it's gonna be fine. Like in a couple of days, I'm gonna be able to put weight on it. And then by like next week, I'll be able to go start running again or whatever it is. And like, yeah, you can do the time thing. Like t- like rest is definitely part of the rehab process. But honestly, it's kind of in that early acute stage where there's a lot of inflammation. It's like, yeah, there's no way you're going to be moving your ankle if you hurt your ankle. And the biggest mistake that people do is resting it too much. And then it becomes really stiff. Because what happens is like, like how we were talking earlier, when the load... Exceeds the amount of like the threshold that your tissue can handle, you know, your tissue breaks apart and Now during that inflammation stage everything's trying to repair itself And if you don't have proper inputs to all the at uh, cellular level to fix whatever you damaged um, then You know the cells are just gonna throw fibroblasts viral everywhere to um, Heal everything up, but not in a, an intentional way. It's not gonna lay down the ground worth groundwork with a thought process behind it. And what happens is that tissue becomes like dumb tissue and it gets like all crinkly and stiff and now you're gonna lose a lot of range of motion and it's just gonna get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter if you never address it. So really when it comes to an injury, like the first 48 hours, maybe probably, you know, the first 72 hours are critical on Regaining your strength and mobility um, Where it was before a lot of people just go down the path of like I'm just gonna rest it let it do its thing I'm gonna take some painkillers and like I'm good to go But down the line it's gonna show up again and you know another good example personally with mine when I was in high school I was skateboarding a lot like I did a lot of skateboarding and my body took a toll so if you think about the nature of the sport of skateboarding if you were going off 10 sets of stairs and you're landing, like you're taking a lot of impact into your joints. So like knees and ankles big time, take a huge beating. Both of my ankles are fucked, like fucked. um, To a point where like my right ankle, uh, the talus bone actually sits forward a little bit. So when I say squat, I will feel that ankle like I'm kind of hitting a wall. Like it's almost like a bone on bone thing. So what happens is like that, that um talus that's sitting forward it actually shifts my entire squatting mechanics and that's why one of the reasons why i don't do back squats a lot um but i have like done as much as i can on the rehab side on my ankle it's just it won't get any better it's bony anatomy now right and we've brought this up before like you're limited to your anatomy and you know i've done all the mobility and rehab that i could with this ankle but it's just not going to get better and i even went down the path of getting a chiropractor to adjust it and it is so stuck so stuck because over the years of me rolling my ankles like the impact hit crushing my ankle on top um, it's just adapted to that point and everything's just so stiff right and that's the worst thing is like creating cellular change at the tissue level where it's non-intentional and it's just going to do its thing and now you're left with a stiff ankle. So when I squat now, knowing that I have that limitation, my body will naturally rotate my pelvis and I almost like twist on the way down and back up. So now I have to play around with my stance if I were to squat and I tend to just do more unilateral exercises, but anyway that first 72 hours, you need to do a lot to make sure that you're healing properly. So I already kind of told you what I did and the first thing I got treatment right away. One, to like figure out what it is, you know, like who knows, I could have like slipped a disc at that area, I could have like, it could have been a lot worse, but it's honestly just a muscle spasm and it's just gripping super, super hard. So I got some treatment by both of the chiropractors and my mobility improved. test and retest that's the biggest thing that you need to do when it comes to um, any kind of rehab so before treatment test after treatment test and see if there's a change sometimes it doesn't do anything and you're like fuck I need to scrap that and move on so that being said there was a change and I was like okay now I know what I need to do day two which was yesterday for me um this is kind of like a cool thing like I look at injuries as also an opportunity and almost a blessing because now you can, one, for me, I can better understand where my patients and clients come from when they're injured, but two, implementing all the knowledge that I have into myself to see if it actually works, and I'm not, just to see if I'm not all full of shit, right? Um, So my day two, um, knowing what I know, Thank God for my wife who's in naturopathic medicine that's going through a lot of physical medicine and understands how to maneuver bodies and stuff like that. And the fact that our coffee table right now is a portable chiro table, it worked out beautifully. So test and retest because I already know what my pain uh, triggers are for movement, which is me rotating to the right and rotating to the left and extension. So tested. And then what we did was we did some instrument-assisted um soft tissue soft tissue mobilization which i'm super happy that i'm bringing this up because i actually have a bunch of my stuff here um so one of the things that does help a lot when it comes to restricting movement pain mitigation or anything like that um one way of doing it is external loading and tools is a great way to do it and like tools I believe back in the 90s got really, really popular to save the hands of practitioners. A lot of times, you know, practitioners will use their thumbs or fingers and stuff like that. But then again, it's like you're seeing know, 10 patients a day if you're a chiropractor or more, if you're a um, massage therapist and you're seeing like six a day, like that wreaks havoc on your hands. So whoever came up with Graston was like, oh, let's just make tools that can release fascia and all that other bullshit. So, Um, One of the things I use in the clinic are tools. And honestly, they're kind of set up as um, something like this. There's so many out there. Like I have this one that's kind of geared towards to mimic your thumb. And you have like different edges and things like that. This fucking edge here sucks because it's super thin, can dig in there. And then you have other things for like bigger pieces of tissue things like this um again all these tools the instrument assisted tools there's so many brands out there and they all say they're better than their competitors because of whatever thing that they've created and honestly like it comes down to preference to the practitioner of like is this going to help my practice is this going to help my patient whatever it is but honestly they all kind of do the same thing um so when it comes to injuries, that's something that you should look out for. Again, people always ask me, can I buy these things? You can, but if you don't understand your anatomy or, you know, pain mechanisms and things like that, like you're just going to do more (laughs) damage than good. And I even remember having this conversation with a patient where I was doing this on uh, the patient. They felt better, the movement got better. After a couple days, like pain was gone. Like, again, it's not a magical thing. It was also coupled with other things, but they asked me like, oh, can I buy this? And I'm like, yeah, but it might not be a good idea. And they were like, oh, okay. Maybe two weeks go by, same patient comes back in, in the waiting room. And I noticed that uh, left arm was all purple, like from the shoulder down to the elbow. Went over, I'm like, so? You got yourself a, a kit of tools there. And he's like, yeah, I went a little bit overboard. And I'm like, you think? So that is the trouble with all these kind of instruments that you can buy online now. Like, I've seen them advertised on Instagram, especially really popular in the CrossFit community. But people will overdo it. Like, you, there's something called, like, treatment, Just like overtraining, which all CrossFitters get into... There's the same rule applies for overtreatment, so you don't wanna overload it. You know, Like a two hour massage is not better than a one hour massage if your nervous system can't adapt to it or your tissues can't adapt to it, you know what I mean? It's like the least amount of um, load or external um, stimulus that you need to have change from, you know what I mean? So started with that, with my back got blood flow in there and essentially what it does is like as you slide back and forth there's friction between the skin and the fascial layer underneath as you're um, blading back and forth you're creating heat and blood flow to the area now we have friction and slide a little bit between the skin and the fascia that might be all bunched up and you know tight in air quotes and that allows a little bit more movement Blood, again more blood flow to the area more, more white blood cells things like that things are repairing so that was my first kind of attack my second one was implementing my functional release um, methods that i learned when i took my upper body extremity course almost a year ago today with dr michael shivers and figuring out one distinguishing between mechanical tension neurological tension that's a whole nother Topic that we could do like a full hour to two hours of me talking about it. But um, what, you can actually see my certification for that right now, Um, what that means is with FR release it's more intentional and we're putting, again, that external stimulus into the tissue to influence change of all those little muscle cells that are responsible for rebuilding the tissue. So I had my wife basically find those painful spots, dig her thumb in. Now, like it's almost similar to ART, but that's a whole nother thing, Um, which is another um, treatment modality that a lot of good um, physios and chirals use for um, pain, injury, whatever it is. So any kind of hands-on tissue manipulation is gonna do wonders for a soft tissue injury like I'm having. So the FR uh, release techniques, so we started using that, adding more movement and like a huge advocate of movement. That's the other thing is like a lot of times when people get injured, they don't wanna do anything. They just, they just rest it, but now you're stiffening things up. So knowing what um, painful patterns I had, I'm gonna to try to add in my rotation, pain-free, of course, and again, throwing an extension pattern. So the next thing I did because if we're looking at a muscle spasm, and I know that a lot of stuff comes down to um, fascia and tissue, um, we did a lot of cupping. So, I, in the clinic, use quite a bit of cups. Um, These ones that I use right now are rock pods, so they're built for movement. They also come in different sizes, right? Um, So we put a bunge on my back and added um, cat cows and T-spine rotations with those on. And you know, when we tested after, all those pathways of uh, left-right rotation, right rotation and extension all improved. So we're on the right track. So the big thing with cupping, if you look at the nature of it, it's literally a suction cup. And if you think about our fascial layers on top of each other, when we put a cup in it, literally lifts the skin now we have more movement because of less friction between the fascial layers so now we're also adding blood flow to the area once again just like the instrument assisted when we were blading and again with all the nerve endings that are very very close to the spine now i'm letting the nerves kind of settle down because if i have an injury around close to the spine on on a muscular level then all the nerves that come out of the spinal cord off to the side, um, they're definitely being compressed and sending more pain signals and telling my brain not to let me rotate past a certain point or I'm gonna send pain signals. So having um, those nerves kind of settle down for a little bit are gonna help tremendously. So when it comes to cupping, that is another way, an option for treatment and a lot of people they don't know what you know instrument assisted uh, soft tissue mobilization is or cupping or anything like that and when I always bring up a chiropractor people just assume like um you're just going to get your neck cracked and your whole body cracked and you're out of there but a lot of chiropractors are very 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 different it all kind of depends on how they're building their business and their practice so the ones that I work with are spending more time with patients, usually anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, and it's very exercise and movement-based. So when it comes to these kind of modalities, both chiropractors use them, it is more education to get under your belt, and some chiros don't choose to do it, Um, some physios don't even do it, so it really depends on finding the right person. But if you are looking for a more holistic approach to um, injury prevention and treatment, then these are the things that your practitioner should be doing or trying. And you know, the people that go down the route of, oh, there's not a lot of good research in instrument assisted or cupping or whatever it is, but, but I think we all can agree that if I placed a cup on someone's back who has been dealing with back pain forever and has gone to physio and chiro and massage and this and that, and this one little baby cup that I put on their um, back, like literally just put these on and they're on their back and they feel better and now they have more confidence, they have more confidence in their injury and they start feeling better and they're almost to a point where they can always go, almost go back to normal. Am I going to say, you know what? I'm not going to continue cupping you because It's not supported that well in research and, you know what, we're just going to move on. Like, that's kind of stupid, you know? Like, there is something called the placebo effect, which is, like, can be up towards 70% effective, right? So it's one of those things, like, why not? Why not? Right? If the end goal is to make someone feel better, it doesn't matter what you do right some people even like you'll read stories that people have like back pain for years and they go see some guru out and whatever and it's more of a spiritual healing process and you know after a weekend the person's like i don't have back pain anymore like are you going to tell that person's like no that's not supported by research you actually do have back pain like come on right so it really really depends but there are other options out there and that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand like know they'll go to one practitioner physio or chiro whatever it is they don't have that great of an experience they're like yeah i went to physio and they made me take a band and do this thing for my shoulder and it's not really getting better it's just like just like in, in any industry like you're gonna have shitty chiros and physios out there that are not that great right it's just move on and find somebody else that's gonna get the job done right um so today's my day three right now so I've already showed you the two things that I did and I could have done more, but we went back to our point where there's such thing as like overstimulation of uh, treatment. So today what I'm gonna do is actually tape my back with uh, rock tape and like going back to my cups, there's so many different cups on the market <laughs> once again. And just like the instruments that I showed you that I use, there are so many different brands of cups there's glass cups with like a little gun that will suction out Um, there is the glass fire cups where you put literally fire into the cup and then you put it onto someone's back or whatever injured area and you suck it right off Um, there are silicone uh, cups that slide so the ones that i use stay on stationary and then we would add movement so you know i'm a huge advocate of the frc system so you know i'll put cups on people's um, rotator cuff and now let's do Shoulder cars from that position like that's money um, And same thing like Can you buy these online? Hell? Yeah, you can go on Amazon buy a cup set if you really want to should you mm, Probably not it goes back down to like do you really know your anatomy? Well, do you know if you're gonna put a cup near your neck if you're not gonna hit like some sort of artery? That's gonna you know get sucked up and it's gonna cut oxygen to your brain. You're gonna pass out do you know enough about that? Probably not. But, funny enough, when I got certified in cups through um, the Rock Tape Company, um, <laughs> we're all sitting at our desks, super excited to get started, and they're like, okay, so you can open up your cup set. And then as uh, everyone's like tearing, opening up to like, play around with them, they were like, okay, wait, 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 before everyone like gets all excited, whatever you do, do not put a cup on your neck. And everyone's like, like laughing like, what? And the instructor said that their last course right away someone put one like right on their neck and then like within five minutes the person fell out of their desk and passed out because they prevented oxygen flow to the brain and they literally made themselves pass out so with cupping literally literally you need to know your anatomy but the other thing I wanted to mention if you're dealing with nerve pain cups are going to help a lot and that's why I brought up um, my nerves in my back like it will help a lot. So if you are dealing with nerve pain, that's something to understand is that nerves absolutely hate compression. They hate being tight and being pulled or anything like that. So an example is people with sciatic pain where they get that rushing, shooting pain down their leg is usually because of the muscles surrounding the sciatic nerve in the hip. When those get super tight, they kind of compress against the nerve and the nerve will will tell you to fuck right off and do something about it. So a lot of times when you cup the long sciatic nerve or any kind of brachial plexus nerve that goes down your arm and you're dealing with shooting pain, like it does help quite a bit. I've seen it in practice a lot and it does wonders. So if you're dealing with nerve pain, opt to try cupping. It's gonna help a lot. Um, The next thing. So today, day three, I'm gonna try to, again, Add a movement today. I'm gonna to try to do like a CARS routine and some low level pails in rotation and extension to help influence the tissue change. And then I'm gonna tape myself with rock tape. So rock tape is essentially a better version of kinesiology tape. I've played with both. Um, I just prefer rock tape, I feel like the adhesive inside is a little higher quality. Um, So essentially what rock tape does is again that kind of lifting effect that cups do. So if I have a slap of tape on tissue it's going to lift the skin and the tape has is super flexible so if i decide to like move it's going to move along with my skin so if i add movement with my tape it's again moving all that those fascial layers that might be compressed and tight around the injury so it's going to help promote the healing process a little bit better you're getting more blood flow and it's also kind of stopping that pain cycle so if you know the pain gate theory at all if you don't search it up but essentially in that area where i'm injured right now there's constant feedback going through my spinal cord to my brain that, hey, this area is injured. And then the brain sends a signal back to prevent movement from there to protect myself. So slapping a piece of tape can either slow down that process or even stop it. So now when I decide to like work on my rotation, I might be able to get a little bit further and influence a little bit more change um, intentionally and improve the tissue quality around it with just tape but there is a huge placebo effect. And like we were talking before, um, 70%. It can be up towards 70%. And how I explain rock tape to patients in the clinic is like, you know, that ability, like not the ability, that moment you like, so you're walking in your house and you smoke your elbow in the corner of whatever wall, corner of your table, and you do this with your hand really quick and you're like, ah. And like this, you're not doing anything. But for some reason we, Like need to like baby our injury and like hold it to make ourselves feel better But we're not doing anything at a cellular level to like stop pain or anything like it just feels good to have something on there So same concept with this tape like putting a piece of tape on top of your injury It kind of gives you that supportive feel and you feel like oh, okay. I'm not like complete garbage today. Like I'll be able to like move around and do my thing if I have this tape on, right? So it kind of gives that sense of um, confidence if you're dealing with an injury. And I'm hoping that today this is going to be my saving grace when after when I get done with this thing, it's going to help a lot. The other thing that I have not got into is a whole topic of acupuncture. And you know, my wife can do acupuncture. Um, There's two types. One is um, traditional Chinese acupuncture where they kind of just stay on top of the skin and go along meridian points. The other style is kind of like IMS, dry needling, where they go right into the muscle belly and really F you up, um, which works great. And everyone reacts to it a little bit differently. I personally don't get the best um, relief, I would say, from acupuncture it's more so like my nervous system goes like, like the best way to describe is if I decided to like deadlift my one rep max every single day and then run a marathon on top of it, like I I just feel toast, like I'm just drained because like it's overload, over stimulation for my um, nervous system. But I've done it multiple times in the past, it does help, but I just rather feel like myself if I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna go back to work and train clients and do my thing, I'd rather kind of be all there and have the capacity to do it. Um, whereas like getting a, an adjustment from a Cairo to help with the joints between where the injured areas to have a little bit more motion and movement, that helps a lot. But that's another route that people need to look at is getting dry needling done. If you're in the States, It really depends from state to state because i know in the state of new york unless they change it recently i don't know i don't follow the physiotherapy world out there they don't allow dry needling but then if you you know go to california i think they allow you to do needling and things like that so it really depends on where you are here in british columbia vancouver um physiotherapists are allowed to needle out in ontario chiropractors are allowed to do acupuncture but here in bc they're not so it all kind of depends on where you're at. Um, so there's a lot of options, you know. Like I, I feel bad that, you know, I get a lot of messages through Instagram. People are like, "Hey, I've been dealing with this injury. I've seen a physio. Um, they weren't that great. What else should I do?" And I'm like, I started asking questions. It's just people just don't know. People just don't know there are other options out there that can help a lot. Um, there's some people that don't even know that. For example, there's pelvic floor physios out there to help with anything below the belt for both men and women, right? And I get a lot of questions about like, oh, I get low back pain when I do front planks and it's been uh, six months since I had my kid and I'm like, have you seen a pelvic floor physio? And they're like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, we need to educate. And this stuff is super, super, super important because we all will have a point in our life where we will take our kid out of the car seat and our whole back just fucks up the whole fucking day for you and you are grinning your teeth trying to move all day and you don't know what to do so if you guys have any questions about your injury um what options are there who you should go see physio chiropractor, rmt fucking osteopathic practitioner whoever like feel free to reach out i have a lot of experience i've been working in the clinic for the last three years with all these different types of practitioners and i've learned a lot um and movement is my passion movement is part of this whole equation on rehab so feel free to reach out that's it for me hit the show notes add me on facebook add me on instagram all those watching make sure you subscribe you guys have been listening and like i think the last couple times i hit i told you guys to subscribe i'm getting a lot of you doing it i post a lot i have a lot of great content on there and i want to thank everyone watching my youtube stuff like it's been crazy to see how fast it's been growing you guys are amazing maybe one day i'll actually put the effort to like do what all the other youtubers do with all the little buttons and shit that pop up on your screen that no one even fucking cares about but it looks cool so maybe one day i will do that who knows but that's it for me you guys thank you so much and be awesome you guys are awesome fucking kill it (laughs) all right see ya